Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. So where would you imagine the coldest place would be in our solar system? Logically, that would be the place furthest away from the Sun, right? Actually, no, as astronomers now think that it's somewhere much closer to home, on the Moon. The dark craters near the Moon's south pole are thought to reach temperatures of minus 240 degrees Celsius. That's only 30 degrees above absolute zero. It's because the craters on the Moon don't ever get any sunlight, and so they keep at this ultra-low temperature. The measurements come from NASA's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, which was launched in June, and that measures the amount of emitted and reflected radiation given off by the surface, which gives a temperature reading. Yes, there may be some places in the solar system colder still, but at only 30 degrees above absolute zero, the darkest side of the Moon is pretty chilly. As I've said before on the science blog, in computing terms, small is beautiful. And even though computer memory has become cheaper and cheaper over the years, the material's chemistry behind storage has not significantly changed in a long time. But Korean scientists have just developed a new super-dense form of memory that can store almost one terabyte of memory on a square centimeter of chip. This type of memory was first made 10 years ago, but needed very high temperatures to work. Now, the so-called millipede data storage can work at normal room temperature. So, once all the problems have been ironed out, expect it to be used in all the normal applications that we use memory for. So, yes, a several terabyte iPod is a real possibility in the coming years. About 5% of people, most of them men, are colorblind, and so are unable to distinguish between red and green colors. Of course, it's not as disabling as total blindness, but it is still a problem. But new research in monkeys at the University of Florida seems to have cured colorblindness in monkeys. Scientists used gene therapy to target specialized cone cells in the eye, which allow animals, including humans, to see in color. The monkeys were injected with a virus that had been modified to carry a corrective gene, and that seems to have cured their color blindness. The experiment paves the way for treatment of genetic eye disorders in humans, which could help millions of people worldwide. As you might have seen in the news, there was quite a big dinosaur revelation recently, even though the dinosaur itself was pretty small. Think of Tyrannosaurus rex, and a huge, vicious, flesh-eating beast probably comes to mind. But scientists in northern China have discovered a much smaller T-Rex that was around millions of years before its successor. The smaller dinosaur lived about 125 million years ago, stood around 3 meters tall, and weighed a pretty skinny 70 kilograms. 
it probably wouldn't have lived much beyond its 20th birthday either. By contrast, the giant T-Rex we all know now would have been about 100 times bigger, lived to an older age and dominated much of our planet for 25 million years until the great extinction 65 million years ago. By contrast, humans have so far barely been around one-tenth of the time that dinosaurs were. It's an old joke. Why do flamingos stand on one leg? Answer, because if they didn't, they'd fall over. But why do flamingos stand on one leg and not two? We've known for years that the birds tend to rest while standing on one leg, and that's something that very few other animals or birds do. Biologists at St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia have been studying this more and think that it's probably to conserve body warmth. If the flamingos are resting with one foot in cold water and one foot tucked into their bodies, if they were attacked by a predator, then the warm, tucked-in leg would already have warmed up muscles and so would be able to run faster and to enable the bird to take off faster. We still don't know if this is the case for sure, but if because of evolution, flamingos who sleep on one leg are more likely to survive than ones who sleep on two legs, then that must have been the best solution for them. That's it for the Teen Time Science Blog for now. Have a great week and I'll see you next time for more. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk Teen Time, Podcast On Demand.